1: Learn more at Marines.com.
0: We now present Manny Hill's Four Deep Thoughts on the Ride with Royce.
2: What a weekend you had for Four Deep Thoughts, Manny.
3: Yes, indeed. And it was uh, pretty much all NBA-related, including a very... um, an unofficial is day in of, history.
2: This is the state of pro basketball. That's yes. right. And, that's and, right. and
3: including uh, one that's a little bit of an early edition of This Day in History. Not okay. the official This Day in History, okay. but uh, one of them. All right, number one.
0: LeBron into the forecourt. In on Ananobi. Gets shoved
1: toward the side. Banks it up. <laughs> he did it again. LeBron James <laughs>
0: kissed it high off the window and drops it through. The LeBron James legend continues as LeBron James has won game three for the Cavaliers. Oh, goodness.
3: Okay, it's probably not going to happen. The Cavs are probably not going to win the NBA title. They're probably going to go to the finals, but probably not win the NBA title. But if they do, this guy is the greatest player of all time. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm already willing to
2: give him that uh yeah he's definitely in the conversation the right that now he's played and you everything
1: know else. i was i watched the end of that game and I was monitoring social media kind of throughout the it is still amazing to me how many people are critical of this guy what what what, what are you yeah. watching what mm-hmm. what am i missing here He's the, like you guys and are he, saying. Yeah. He's still gets...
2: Bayless. There's people out right. skip oh, yeah. Bayless.
1: But it's it's the constant comparisons with Kobe and and Jordan, and, and they Kobe, and they always
3: go to the rings too. That's the only thing that they, rings, that they yes. use it to. to well, measure. And that's just,
1: that's just it because like you were saying, forgetting that if, Robert
3: Ori won seven championships. If, if he does
1: get to the finals, it's going to be viewed by some as a failure,
2: even though he's dragging no, six think, bodies with him. I think that I I don't think there's you know you're you're dealing with percent of the idiots though i mean it's if he gets to the finals with this collection <laughs> uh he will be uh people will recognize it as a triumph okay. don't you think now the one they lost to san antonio that one when he was kinda, with the heat yeah, yeah they kind of ripped him for that one and that was a great san antonio team but uh the rest of them it's been a miracle right the only time what's going to keep him from the finals now the Celtics can't keep him from the finals know, the Celtics hey, are, talk about tank jobs how about this how about the process the Sixers well they've been terrible yeah
3: they've they've uh they're starting to look like a team that's a, a little, little bit little, wide-eyed a little in, bit, in the uh, playoff a little experience bit new,
2: but uh yes uh LeBron I, I I decided about two years ago that he's the greatest player of all time
3: he's unbelievable
2: yeah and uh this is the dragging this collection along I did see a skip <laughs> skip is oh, uh, poor skip I saw he says Lebron has fallen in love with this uh little fadeaway uh, jumper and it'll end up beating him in the finals or something like that okay skip thanks
3: yeah. he's insufferable. All right, number two. Rejection inside by Capella. with a pump fake in the try. Capella swats it away. Capella there. Rejection by Capella. In to go there. Capella the bounce. Knocks it away with another block shot. Ah, Capella with another great defensive play. Another block shot. Rejected shot by Capella, who has been a one-man wrecking crew inside for the Rockets. This guy is... Serious business. He threw an absolute block party yesterday in Salt Lake City. It was uh, unbelievable. Just in the last three minutes of the game.
2: He was invisible in Game 2 against Rudy Gobert. And I was saying, he's met his match now. And, man, he was nuts yesterday. One of those highlights
3: was him blocking a Rudy Gobert (laughs) shot (laughs) at the rim. He is uh, six blocks. I think four of them were like in the last three and a half minutes of the game last night. I mean,
2: he's... uh, He's ridiculous. Yeah, they, Utah cut it to five and looked like they had a chance, but uh, that uh, we, we know how that one. They they caught their attention much like it took the, like wolves, what the wolves. Did, took yeah. the wolves until game three to catch Houston's atten- attention, but they caught their attention in game two, and number game three was a complete slaughter. Right, they were thirty some ahead. Yeah, they just but you know they're making threes. You can't beat them.
3: And and I'll tell you what. You know, Daryl Morey, general manager of the Rockets, he's gotta re sign Chris Paul this summer. Mm-hmm. He's gotta resign this guy too. Yeah. Oh, he's Link a free Capel. agent. I think I believe he is. Yeah. Wow. I think he's restricted though.
1: Is it a guarantee Chris Paul's coming back? Because aren't he and LeBron buddies? Uh, yeah, but
3: I but think I, don't, it, I, don't, it's, it's, a, I think, it'll be, I don't think, I think any, it'll be LeBron going to Houston though before, oh. I don't Canada think there's any team.
2: You can't afford to pay all these guys, can you? Well look at Golden State.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Warriors found a way. All right, number three.
2: Paul comes right on Netto right side free throw line extended shoots for three. Got it. Chris Paul knocks down his first three of the game. He now leads all scorers in the gym with twenty three points on his birthday.
3: Yeah, it was his uh, birthday. That's uh, it was his birthday. He turned thirty three yesterday, and he played. Uh, he played one of his best games <sighs> of the playoffs. He's thirty three. Thirty three. Oh, yeah. wow. well, he's, this is his thirteenth year in the league. Wow, I didn't realize he had been. And he's on for the cusp, long. by the way, of. If they win this series, which they will, uh, this will be his first conference final. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. In thirteen years, Chris. Ah,
2: uh, it is interesting. He's the president. I think he's still the president of the Players Association. I believe right? so. Yep. And he's been out front in the battle with the officials because he <laughs> he doesn't badmouth them as much as he smirks at them and tells them how they. And did you see that? I don't know who it was that teed him up last yesterday with twenty seconds to go because mm-hmm. he kind of went. Like that, clapped at him. <laughs> I was so I went and looked up the NBA uh, respect rules that they passed in 2010,
1: <laughs> and
2: you know that the, that the in all these areas where the officials are permitted to call technical fouls. Okay, if you disagree with a call and run away fast, that you can get a technical for that. If you if you applaud. You can get a technical for I that. I think Boogie got a technical they, for that. A couple of years ago, they got all wow. these rules that if you can, if you don't respond, <laughs> you can go over and say, "Sir, uh, or I ma'am. think you screwed it up," or "Ma'am." But I mean, they obviously let me get away with that. But it's funny how they basically let the officials come up with all these things that hurt their feelings. <laughs> Rasheed
3: Wallace got ejected from a game against the Lakers for staring down a yes, referee. Yeah, he didn't even say to anything to him. Didn't Duncan get ejected because he was laughing? <laughs> <laughs> right. Joy Crawford, Crawford yeah, 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 threw him Joey out for Crawford. laughing. He was sitting on the bench and chuckling. Joy Crawford threw him <laughs> now, out of the you, game.
2: You're right. They do whine too often. But, I, I, that's my biggest off with this But league. the officials, the trouble with NBA officials is they spend so much time looking for disrespect. No. Make your call and turn around and get the help. That out is of true. Here. They yeah. could help the, the great situation. Ted better. Valentine, the college referee, mm-hmm. back in his days, not as bad as he used to be, used to hang back. Hoping that he would overhear a, a, a guy yell yeah. at him so he could tee Give him up. Give me a reason. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. teed up Dutcher like twice a year. Dutcher would say, gee, that wasn't too good, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, Ted would have been a perfect NBA official. All
3: right. Number four is my absolute favorite. Yes.
2: And everybody's favorite on this day in history. We sitting here, I supposed to be <laughs> a franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. <laughs> I mean, it, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a, not not the game that I go out there and and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We are talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? What are we talking about? Practice? We're not even talking about the game, the actual game. When it matters, we're talking about practice. Is <laughs> possible, though, that from where he's coming from, if you practice, not you would be better, but your teammates would be better? How the hell can I make my teammates better by practice? <laughs> oh, That's right. 16, 16 years ago today,
3: wow, Alan Iverson's practice rant.
2: And uh, we were agreeing, uh, when Brad Lane was ago. talking to us today, we agreed. Probably the most quoted soundbite in sports in this century.
0: Yeah. Practice. Beautiful timing. Oh, Beautiful yeah. timing. <laughs> yes. it, it sounded like he had practiced it. <laughs> that
1: speech. Wait a minute, though. Wait a minute. All is right. that more? I mean, I agree. It's one of my all-time favorites, but is that one more than Jim Morris' playoffs meltdown? Yeah, I think so.
2: Okay. I think so, because this one is, uh, got the, has stood the test of time. True. And Denny's, we know they are what we thought they are, is probably in the top that's up three. There. Yep, that's but, up there. But uh, this is the, this what is are the you best. You're talking about practice. practice.
3: <laughs> 16 years,
2: man. Uh, if you're, no, if
1: you're a columnist in hey, Philadelphia and you're sitting there and you're going, Oh, thank you, Alan Iverson. <laughs> what
2: I love about that, what I love about him, though, is even his mom calls him AI. <laughs> yeah. Did AI tell you that? Did you hear AI. that from AI? <laughs> uh, all right, we'll be back. So the Twins, after losing on Thursday night in uh, Chicago, ended up winning the next three. They're thirteen and seventeen now. I looked it up; they're still played. Uh, a uh, minimum of two fewer games than every team in the league because of the early uh, uh, stuff they ran into. Well, one other thing, uh, they're heading, uh, they play just play the Cardinals twice tonight and then tomorrow afternoon. Probably play the Cardinals at a good time because they have a, even though they've been winning, they got a tremendous number of injuries, including Yadier Molino, who had to have the old uh, the swim-suit, emergency area, surgery. swimsuit or and then they're going out to Anaheim and, uh, right? Is it? They yes. don't stop somewhere. No, they they're go to four Anaheim. Four games yep. in Anaheim. They're, they're going to face Otani in all likelihood on Sunday. He he pitched again yesterday for the first time since he sprained his ankle and was very good. So they'll uh, be playing him. So, Saint, uh, you know, the Angels are playing really good. But they got a week left on this road trip. But this team is now being fueled by the two Eddies. Mm hmm. Eddie Escobar, uh, could you imagine when you saw that little fella show up here that he'd be a four-hitter <laughs> in the big leagues?
1: <laughs> he's their
2: four-hitter. Well, and we had this, it's this, a new lineup structure, I realize that, but he's your four-hitter. And what I
1: like about Eddie is, like you know, Joe, and he gives you a great at-bat
2: every time. He never cheats himself. That's what I really well, like about Escobar. Uh, and then the Rosario's hitting fifth. Uh, and uh, the the thing that uh, everybody had to feel a little bit about is uh, Logan Morrison has come to life yes, a little bit here. Finally, had a two run uh, double yesterday to get him uh, get him back in the ball game against the lefty. Uh, I think he was two. I, I was listening on the radio. I think he was two for nineteen against lefties before he got that hit. But he's he's you know he's not looking awful at the plate anymore. And so.
1: this was all good against, but it's against the whiteies. Yeah, three out of four. It's, it's so this also, will this will this will know, give us a better litmus test. These two against the Birds.
2: Uh, yeah. Except the Birds uh, last night. The Birds played fourteen innings. <laughs> they had two rain delays, totaling the game time was four forty six. And then they had two rain delays totaling 59 minutes. Uh, So the Twins were in their hotel at 7.30 last night. Now, I'm not suggesting all the fellas stayed in their hotel. But (laughs) they arrived at 7.30 and checked into their rooms. And uh, meanwhile, the other team was playing five and a half hours later. So they uh, they should be a little friskier, fresh outfit than the Cardinals who had to use their whole bullpen again. Uh, and they have to call up a starting pitcher to pitch today. So uh, the uh, Twins will, uh, you know, in St. Louis. Here's what I hate about tonight. Fernando Romero has never hit in organized baseball. Never? Never hit in professional baseball. And he's got a hit tonight. And I think that's dangerous for baseball to allow this to take place to have a guy who has no familiarity with being in the batter's box in the major leagues. Now they had him take some bunting practice and stuff and BP, but I don't know, let's, let's get the rules straight here. You're let's, for the DH in the national might, league. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been a hundred years. Let's, let's go here. Come on. I mean, one of these, you know, a kid like that, he's up there and somebody runs a basketball in on him and, He'd get hit in the head and not know what the you hell. You think was the
1: going message like. will be stand on the side of the batter's yeah, box, son, and don't I mean, you swing?
2: Know, bunt, <laughs> but hope somebody's on base so he can bunt. But the, what are the odds of. It, it appears that as you're coming up in the system, if it's always. If you're never playing a. a you know, because the rules in the minor leagues now are if a national league team wants to use its pitcher, it can, but everybody gets to use the DH. Oh, I didn't know that that yeah, was the everybody rule. Everybody uses oh. the DH. So he'll. Uh, you know, he's probably never even bunted, taken some bunting practice, and well, he's never batted, so he's never bunted. It's it it, kind of
3: surprising to me that he's never. I said, not, not, he not said never. one he's time. Never
1: batted. Wow. Never batted. Well, at least so. he's facing a kid that's, you know, John Gant, whatever his name yeah. is. But but again, I I completely get it because for the longest time, I was one of those purists that didn't want to lose. The, but well, I don't I, care. I'm not done care with which
2: way you go if you have a DH or a pitcher. But I want. If you're going to have pitchers hit, I want them pitching all the way, hitting all the way all up. all the way through the system. So they're familiar at least with the baseball coming.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I you know, you guy can get hit in the throat and be all done cuz he doesn't know how to react to a baseball.
1: What will that be then to change to change that rule cuz that's no. going to have to be collectively bargained one in at the next Well, no, I think the uh,
2: yeah, the players are all for the DH cuz it Cuz it's an a, extra job. Yeah, and then that yep. usually the DH makes more money than the <laughs> than the the fourteenth pitcher. Most teams if they didn't have a DH would have fourteen pitchers. Uh but uh anyway, the twins uh playing a little better. You in, know what uh, else this is, Patrick? Uh, what? I just realized this is the
1: eight year anniversary of when we sweated our nards off in St. Louis when the twins were last down that there. was
2: in uh they haven't been there since.
1: Well, because they alternate because every it's yeah, every that's four right. years that's and right. they were here the last and time in twenty fourteen. When they when they okay. remember yeah. that because they, the,
2: they alternate every three years it should be but
1: or maybe uh, it is three years so yeah would be like
2: six mm-hmm. years or something I can't like that. remember them being back there though but it was a little uh, didn't oh. you say you were down there too Manny oh that's mm-hmm. right yeah Manny Hill was there, I think as well. it was
3: actually two thousand nine because mm-hmm. I was down there I was down in St Louis for a family reunion mm-hmm. and I went to the Sunday game well, all 9, I remember 12, was...
2: 15, 18. yeah yeah, yeah. So okay yeah all I remember it was hot <laughs> so they should have been back there well see they don't do it. Like okay, we last time, last yeah, time right. the we played the central, you were, you were in St. Louis. Well, this year it's two and two. Two. Yeah, right?
1: they're playing yeah, two, two, two here two. next week. Yeah, because
2: yep. they they screwed it off. Because the Reds, they've played the they'd played the Central Division like five times since the. hadn't the Reds been to Target been Field. Yeah, in, the Reds hadn't been in Target Field, so it is a, a screwy system. But they. uh they uh, looked uh, a little better, and uh, the only thing that disgusted me about yesterday's game was Zach Duke's pitch to that Lurie's, whatever his name is, Garcia. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a slappy, right? And, I mean, he's going to he wants you to throw the ball away from him, right? So he can dump they it. They threw in the- him a sloppy hook on the outside corner <laughs> that said... Go ahead and hit a line drive to right field and as which is what he did. He's a right handed hitter. I mean, you gotta throw something down or you gotta throw something into this guy. And it was just like this. I'm i I'm thinking, what the hell? <laughs> I mean it was just a stupid pitch to throw. Who was, was Castro catching? No, no, Bobby Wilson. My guy Castro's Bobby was on the DL. Uh, yeah. Castro's on the DL Fuck with a bad knee.
1: How great is this guy, Bobby Wilson? Oh yeah, I want him to he's just catch func- just function at the plate, he's a character, so you can though. stay in the big leagues, man. He's, he's a, a character, good. but he was uh,
2: five for forty at Rochester. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. But he so, hit a home
1: run in spring training. Remember, oh, we all yeah, we were yeah. going That's nuts. Right. It was against yeah, the guy I had a nice X- talk with
2: him. He's goofier now, <laughs> and uh, he he really thought he was here to you know be the catcher. He was he was he thought Mitch Garver was going to be going to the minors going to Rochester. stand here but uh <laughs> anyway uh yeah they won uh they won a game st louis tonight uh national tv right uh yeah espn espn mm-hmm. and tomorrow afternoon they're both on i the... think well they're on espn something tomorrow afternoon are uh, we on the uh, deuce tomorrow i don't know what we're on i don't but i thought i saw they were both on i so. got you anyway twins uh playing a little better. Uh, We'll uh, be uh, back. Uh, This is The Ride with Ricey and Manny and Reavers and anybody
0: else. Here's John Height with a sports update. Thank you, Patrick. This update is sponsored by Account Temps. Do you need accounting and finance professionals for long term or recurring projects? If so, Account Temps salaried professional service may be the right solution. Visit AccountTemps.com. Account Temps, a Robert Half Company. The twins now move on to play the Cardinals for a couple in St. Louis after taking three out of four from the White Sox in Chicago. They'll play tonight, then tomorrow afternoon, have Wednesday off, and then travel out to the West Coast to play the Angels. Fernando Romero pitching for the Twins tonight. John Gant goes for the Cardinals. Uh, Your Twins lineup to face Mr. Gant. Maurer leads off again and plays for space. Dozier, Kepler, Escobar hitting cleanup. Rosario, Grossman in right field. Wilson catching. Adrian's at shortstop. And of course, because it's in a National League uh, park, excuse me, Fernando Romero does have to bat. Why
2: the hell when you already got to have a DH uh, lose your DH, why the hell is Garver not catching?
1: I don't know. Maybe Bobby Wilson's got John Gant's number.
2: No. <laughs> Even though neither one of them has ever faced right. me, you, uh, you need a little punch in here. I don't know. I think the manager of the year is having a bad year. That's I, just, like, uh, uh, just my observation. I kind of agree. I think with he's you. living on his laurels.
0: You think so? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Gopher men's basketball team will play what amounts to a 2019 Final Four warm-up game for U.S. Bank Stadium in December. The opponent, according to sources, Oklahoma State. What the hell happened? They they advertised
2: this like two weeks ago, like it was going to be Duke or, uh, you know, somebody (laughs) like that. We get Oklahoma Oklahoma State. State. Last time they played them, it was in Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. Yes, down at uh, Sanford in front of 3,000 people. This is the the epic contest, (laughs) Oklahoma State. They lied to us again. All they ever do is lie.
0: NCAA officials will attend the game in December to see how basketball fits into that stadium. Uh, Kate Morton yeah. uh, is president and CEO of the 2019 Final Four local organizing committee. Uh, she said last spring, everyone will be, quote, aiming to make that game an event unto itself in addition <laughs> to being a test game. Another liar! Yeah,
3: <laughs> what What better way to practice for a potential Final, Final, Final four, four experience State. with Oklahoma State and Minnesota?
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, no date has been set for that Gophers-Oklahoma State uh, game. The Final Four, of course, scheduled for April 6th through the 8th, Twenty. Nineteen. Uh, we'll go for basketball coach Richard Pitino. Looks like he's uh, filling up his last assistant coaching spot. Wichita State's Kyle Lindstedt apparently become that coach. Lindstedt was the top recruiter for Shockers coach Greg Marshall. They're working on finalizing a deal at Minnesota. Yeah, he, uh, he, he started.
2: He started that operation at uh, the, the the prep academy at Sunrise or something, and uh, Buddy Healed a bunch of guys like that, and supposedly. They had three guys who were going to go to Wichita next year. Mm. Uh, not this time, but the next time around. Mm-hmm. So, uh sounds like Richard's pulling a little wrecky here by uh, bringing in a uh, bringing in an ass- assistant from uh, that school.
1: Currently being discussed on part of the interruption talking about LeBron James and the shot he hit to win the game. Will the shot be remembered as
0: iconic? Oh. Iconic, okay. Wow. Uh, Gopher baseball note. I uh, love that word, don't we? <laughs> Taron Vavra, who was hit in the helmet by a pitch yesterday in the third inning of the Gopher ball game, was taken out of the game. Uh, Patrick, you said you talked to. Coach I, I got John a text Anderson. from John Anderson. Yeah. We
2: text and talk a lot more than people. Gotcha. No? And, uh, I and I got a note from him, and he said it appears he's going to be okay. Okay, that's a good thing. Well, he's the Big Ten Player of the uh-huh.
0: Week. He's number three hitter in the order. Oh, is he good? good. Yep. Oof.
2: Man, he's a good. He's what a really year is good he? player. He's a junior, but he's, a junior? he's had a bad back for a couple of years. But mm. he's uh, he's really good. That was a nice weekend over there. I was over Saturday. Good. And you know what? Even hmm. more shocking than me being there Saturday, Mark Coyle was there for 15 minutes on Friday. <laughs> First time they'd seen him there. Uh, uh, apparently, someone showed him where Seabird Field was. We got a baseball he team. showed up. He was uh, I, uh, that was uh, they were all they were uh, welcoming. Oh my God! They was hard. Did field. he have
1: to introduce himself to John <laughs> Anderson? Yeah,
2: I think he knew who John was. He'd bumped into him a couple of times. I but. saw you tweet that, and I did have
1: to chuckle as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as I saw that. crutch. Hey, what's the uh, the perky feed. thing? What did what well, help he them build? Perky gave a bunch of
2: money, and yeah. they have the, uh, it's basically an indoor batting facility that's right there on the grounds up behind the, sure. okay, to cool. the right of the stands. yeah
0: NBA playoff basketball right here on this very station tonight. Toronto tries to stay alive against the Cavs <laughs> at 7 o'clock <laughs> <luck>. on 1500. <laughs> ESPN. That's like me trying to stay alive and Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, I gotta send trying. this one out. <laughs> one other baseball note. Uh, this one, a good uh, good news note. The White Sox announcing this afternoon, Danny Farquhar has been discharged from right. Rush University uh, University Medical Center, resting at home with his family. Per the update, press release says Farquhar will not pitch again in 2018, but his neurosurgeon expects. He'll be able to return to pitching in the future. Uh, the 31-year-old, uh, you may remember, uh, he collapsed in the dugout after a relief appearance last month. Rushed to the hospital where it was determined he'd suffered a brain hemorrhage due to a ruptured brain aneurysm. You see aneurys.
2: that Morrison and Odorizzi went over and visited him at the yeah, hospital yeah, on Friday. That. They were two of his first visitors.
1: Yeah, yeah. You All know, right. you were just mentioning something, Pat. I think there is a local chapter for the Dancing with the Twin Cities celebrities. We ought to get you in yeah, on that. It's pretty
2: Good. Let's get another big beefy girl, and we could cause quite a big <laughs> ocean. beefy girl, a big gal. We could call it. We could call ourselves the Swinging Tubbs or something like that. It'd be sweet. fantastic. That'd be just a thought.
1: Right. So right. Yeah, the marketing plan you got
0: there? <laughs> Rosen fakes the spike, and he ends up. T- Josh throws it in full bloom. I want to buy.
2: we stealing that from uh, the Mackey and Judge show. I want to mock, because mocking has gone completely insane, right? You can never stop mocking. <laughs> you see that Peter King is leaving Sports Illustrated yes, to go to really? NBC Sports. And in his, uh, I guess he's going to work a little longer, but in his, part of his send-off is how... The modern coverage of the NFL drives him crazy, including 25 mock drafts of the you know the same draft and stuff like that. Well, I like this one on ESPN today. Bill Barnwell, who's one of their mockers, you know, he's one of their guys, right? Is he a pro he, mocker? He's, he's a mocker. He's, I think he's kind of an analyst. But here's his mock. When the five number one draft choice quarterbacks should make their first start. We are mocking. We are mocking as to when they should make their first start. Oh, you got to mock that, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, Cleveland Browns. When he should be inserted into no, the lineup. Let me
1: ask you a quick question.
2: So, is he proposing when he thinks they should be, or when he thinks it's going to happen? Uh, I guess when he thinks they should. Be. Okay, gotcha. But is is the mock of uh, Mel and McShay and those guys? Who they think should be drafted or who they think will be drafted? I think
3: it's who they think will be. Right. Will I be. think they're yeah. they're going for but accuracy. But they
2: also do their own ratings for players. But anyway,
1: now this might top what my personal favorite mock is. Is <laughs> the, the, the mock
2: that comes the, the day after 2019 the 2019 yeah, mock yeah, right, that we right. get the day after <laughs> yeah, the draft is a pretty over. that's Mock where uh, Mitch
1: Leiter was projected. Well, as Well, his one pick. mock
2: is to when it would be best. I guess. Yes. Okay. Bill Barnwell. Blake Baker Mayfield, week 12, because they got Ty Roy, uh, Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor, Taylor. Yep. and uh, that would allow them to, uh, I guess, I, I don't know why it'd be They'll
3: week They'll be 0-11 by then, probably. Uh,
2: <laughs> Sam Darnold, the New York Jets. This was a shocking mocky Week one. This <laughs> is <laughs> a shocky-mocky. When he <laughs> should be inserted in a lineup. Week one, yes. really, <laughs> or not until 2019. Wait a minute. What? Huh? So they should either play him the first game or not play him at all. You know what that which is? Which is a mock. That's, it's a it's a con- contrast. That's 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 kind of you're
1: you're taking both sides of the argument there, <laughs> yes, aren't you? A little is. bit?
2: Yes. You can't do that in a mock. No, you've so. got to
1: you've got to stay true to your mocking gun. Josh Allen,
2: Buffalo Bills. When he should be inserted in a lineup, week thirteen. Oof. Week 13. Okay. Uh, Josh Rosen, Arizona Cardinals. When he should be inserted in a lineup uh, and now he's being clever here, he said, when when Sam Bradford gets hurt. Okay. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> which is probably which is accurate. Good. Week yeah. 1. Uh, yes. <laughs> and Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens. Week 1 2019. Week one, hmm. 2019. So we got a mock, but uh, and this was just the first rounder. So no Mason this is Rudolph. These are first rounder. Okay. No Mason Rudolph. you see Roethlisberger? Is what upset a that they drafted. baby Roethlisberger oh. looks like right now. Uh, My but God. then again, that's not official either. That's somebody just saying he's upset, right? No, this we was Quir- this this quotes, quotes from their, quotes their mini, camp. There, Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know. So in other words, he can he can expect as much assistance from. Uh, Roethlisberger is a far gave Rogers. Yeah. Well, it's like if you're Ben
3: and you're flirting with retirement every other year for the last couple of years. I mean, what do you what do you expect
1: the Steelers? There was to do? a great quote though. Of, I I forget the person that covers the beat for the Steelers that said, Ben Roethlisberger in 2005 quote, I wouldn't be the success end of the day without Tommy Maddox. Uh, end quote. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that
2: wasn't exactly a legend moving out of the way. True. All right. Uh, did, have you guys followed the Browns' latest with Josh Rosen? Have you been following? Oh, God, those? no, what? it's great. Uh, now, Josh Ro- Rosen, a he's too skinny; he's going to get killed, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think he's a he's an idiot. Oh, he's a big mouth, right? Okay. He is. He is a
1: bit. He's a big confident. Mouth. He's yeah. a very he's which, a big which as a
2: writer, I'd love to have him in town. Sure, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, so. Uh, Alonzo Highsmith, who's the number two guy in their uh, personnel department now, behind Dorsey, right, Alon- mm-hmm. with the Brownies. Yep. He was on the Rich Eisen show uh, a little while ago, and he was asked about you know Josh Rosen saying he should be number one, and he was asked why they uh, backed off on Josh Rosen, and he basically said that he had met the UCLA beach volleyball team at an airport he just happened oh, to run yeah, into him i remember him this and he asked the volleyball coach if uh what he knew about rosen what he knew about josh rosen as a you know what the as a guy sure. but but he didn't know and the coach said well don't ask me go over and ask his his girlfriends on the team go over <laughs> and ask her okay and then highsmith without explaining said I thought that was kind of strange, and I just didn't like it, and I backed off on Rosen. He thought Rosen was a goofball.
1: Wait, wait, so he thought it was weird that the
2: quarterback was dating a volleyball well, player? Well, he was thought it was weird that, the, I guess, that the coach that wouldn't... That they told him to go, that that go the talk to the coach wouldn't girlfriend. endorse, give him an endorsement. He said, go ask his girlfriend. Okay. Uh, so it seems quite a, a rush. But, I mean, I think more of Josh Rosen now than i ever did previously now that i found out he was dating a beach volleyball player from ucla a young lady named Zana muno mm-hmm. Zana, and this is uh, this is a uh, serious relationship and if he's as competitive as Zana muno the cardinals are going to be fine ucla won the ncaa beach volleyball national championship in gulf shores alabama on sunday coming out of the loser's bracket to eliminate Hawaii and then defeat Florida State 3-1 to in the final. Uh, this was all-time UCLA's uh, 116th NCAA title. I don't know how long we've been having beach volleyball titles. Not very long. Uh, the Bruins, it's only the third year of the championships, and this is the Bruins' first. But this kid uh, was part Zana Muno, uh, Josh Rosen's girlfriend, uh, won a big match in the with the number three team, even though she's playing with a brace on a torn ACL Holy that she cow. tore three weeks ago. Wow, she's a really? warrior. and uh, She's playing with a torn ACL? Well, they're saying torn. I wonder how serious it is. But they're saying she's got a torn ACL. And uh, Rosen uh, has commented on this and said, on, on the Highsmith thing, It's amazing that you can pull a red flag from something with literally zero information. Like, he literally pulled absolutely no information from this encounter, and it managed to be a red flag, because he never went over and talked to the girlfriend. Shouldn't this be kind
1: of an alarming thing for the Browns front office if this is the evaluation that your number two in command gives? Uh, That would be a giant red flag
2: if you, And even if you read something into it, why would you tell somebody on radio that well, you did that? That's keep what I'm mind, saying.
1: It seems like you're kind of a dummy. Keep, keep in mind, this is also
3: the same franchise. This is That supposedly, yeah. supposedly the owner talked to a homeless guy and told him to draft Johnny Manziel. Now, yeah. we don't know how true <laughs> that is or not, but whatever. The fact that it came up. And then this oh. is also the same franchise that was supposedly celebrating too early a trade for A.J. McCarron, and then mm-hmm. they missed the deadline at the trade deadline.
2: All of, those, all of those things are true, but the Brownies, uh, you know, that's why I say as much as I've enjoyed the Twin Cities and this is home and I've lived in Minnesota my whole <laughs> life, I wish I'd been a sports columnist in Cleveland. It would have been fantastic ever since the Browns got there, at least the second coming to the Browns. Who was the guy? That, that you- actually would have been there the first coming to the Browns because then you could have vilified Mom Modell on a daily basis. Speaking Ooh. of
1: that, who was the guy you retweeted that did his send off for
2: Cleveland? Uh, Oh, my God, that was great. It was pretty damn good. Oh, man, that was really good. The best part, right off the bat, the best part was when he he promises his wife they're going to a great baseball, to a great sports town, Cleveland, and he's only been married 10 days, (laughs) and I've known Bud from Atlanta uh, way back when, and and he's got the new wife, and they go to uh, their first event as a doubleheader at the old municipal stadium in September with the Browns, and I mean, with the, with the Indians, tribe, yep. And the terrible Indians. And, and she says to him, if this is such a great baseball town, how come I can hear the catcher talking to the pitcher? <laughs> <laughs> such a great sports town. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was a good piece. And uh, Bud, uh, Bud uh, another one of my old buddies stepping away, but some of us just won't leave. We'll <laughs> be back.
0: Please, we'll be on the air. And now, this day in history,
1: Patrick.
3: Victory came finally with the German surrender in a schoolhouse at Reims on May the 7th, 1945. The return to peace was signaled by the Supreme Commander. I have the proud privilege of speaking for a victorious army of almost 5 million fighting men. They and the women who have so ably assisted them. Constitute the Allied Expeditionary Forces that have liberated Western Europe.
2: David Eisenhower, uh, on uh, the official V-A-D- VED day was May 8th, but on May 7th, 1945, the Germans agreed to surrender. And uh, this is uh, why I bring this up. Uh, so a fella named Michael Beschloss uh, from D.C. yesterday tweeted this out. It's General Eisenhower's message reporting victory in Europe uh, on May 7th. This was sent out to his staff, okay, mm-hmm. to the generals and to the troops and everybody else. Uh, it's just an old uh, almost like a Western Union telegram. It's uh, sent. Uh, it's it's on stationery that says "Shaef S H A E F forward." So that must be the uh, Allied uh, force uh, forward outgoing message to uh the combined chiefs of staff and also the British chiefs of staff. Uh, from uh from signed Eisenhower, and this is. The message, the mission of this Allied force was fulfilled at 241 local time, May 7th, 1945. Wow. That is kind of an understated (laughs) way. And I was thinking of that as a guy who spent his years, uh, you know, 50 years writing. If only I would have gotten to the punchline that quick. I would have been a hell of a lot better off, (laughs) wouldn't I?
3: Uh,
2: This is the whole, the entirety of the uh, message from Eisenhower. Ike announcing victory. The mission of this Allied force was fulfilled at 241 local time, May 7th,
0: 1940, Uh, when the Germans surrendered unconditionally.